Ready for some word today? Praise God. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Let's look to the Lord today for words from heaven, words of truth that make free, words of life and victory. Let's look to Him. How many know if we draw upon Him, uh, good things can happen in our midst today? Already good things are happening. We put our eyes on Him, though, get our eyes off of the flesh and off of man and off of uh, what human beings can do. Good things can happen. All right? Praise God. Let's see with spiritual eyes today. Jesus said uh, a lot of good things. <laughs> he, but he did say things like, he who has ears to hear and uh, eyes to see. Um, that would be good. <laughs> Amen. Let's have spiritual ears today. Spiritual eyes to receive from the Spirit of God. How I many know he's there, right, he's there right with you in your seat? He'll talk to you. He'll minister to you. I don't know, what, I don't know what's going on. I don't. There may, there's probably a whole bunch of situations here that I'm completely unaware of. And maybe the Lord will make me aware of them, uh, and maybe He won't, uh, but He's aware, and that's the most important thing. The best preacher lives right on the inside of you. He is the Holy Spirit. He's your teacher. He's your guide. He'll lead you into all the truth. He'll give you answers. He'll give you direction and instruction. He'll encourage you, inspire you, enlighten, enlighten your way, and you'll end up better off at the end of the day if you'll listen to Him. Praise God. If his words come through mine, then fine, take it and receive it. But even if I don't say exactly, exactly what it is. I've found many times in my own life that as I'm spe- as someone else is speaking, I'm in a service, listening to someone teach or preach, that the Spirit of God will say, some, say things to me that did not come out of the preacher's mouth. That he said them to me directly and I got them in the atmosphere of revelation and light and illumination of his word. And so there's no limits on what can happen and what ought to happen in your life today. Let's get it. What do you think? What what, what do you say? Since we're here, (laughs) no TV's off. Hopefully no one's texting and stuff. You know, hopefully most of those distractions are, 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 are out of our way not right now. If we put our eyes on him and focus on him, we'll get exactly what we need to get. We'll hear the things we're supposed to hear. We'll get them right here today. Amen, amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's, let's read our text for this series that we've been in for the last few weeks. Verse 13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro uh, by, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. Everybody say grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love and so we're talking about spiritual growth we're talking about development in spiritual things there's a lot of emphasis in our world on physical development and physical uh, fitness and and there's a lot of uh, focus on education and developing of the mind there is also a spiritual side of things that most of the world is unaware of they live oblivious to the fact that they are a spirit being they have a soul and they live in a body that God is spirit and he 
communicates with them on a spiritual level. And if we'll recognize and, and acknowledge spiritual things in our lives, we'll begin to see things we wouldn't see otherwise. We'll know things we couldn't know any other way. We'll have a relationship with God who created us for this very purpose. And I tell you, we need to grow in these areas. We need to grow in regards to spiritual life. And spiritual revelation. And in that, we'll, uh, we'll be doing what we're supposed to do. And of course, as the scripture says here, we'll no longer be children. So someone can be saved. They can be complete in Christ. They can have the victory. They can have the covenants, the promises of God. All these things established, but still be children in relationship uh, to their knowledge of these things. And how they walk in and live in them. And we want to make sure that we do not remain in a state of immaturity when in regards to spiritual things. We must grow up. We must develop. We must learn. We must, uh, and not just learn, not just have knowledge, but have an, have an operational knowledge. Have a practical outworking of the things of God in our lives. Praise God. And so we're talking about spiritual growth. And I know this, that we're all having, we have and, and are and will have opportunities to grow. In other words, we're going to face uh, decisions that will cause us to either take a step forward or we will remain the same. And many times people stay in a perpetual state of spiritual immaturity because of this reason. They run into situations and circumstances in their life. They come up against sometimes problems or sometimes other people. And the way they respond to it leaves them in the same place. But if we will learn to respond in a different way, if we will learn to respond in a, in a way where it is faithful to God's Word and what He has revealed to us, we'll take a leap forward instead of remaining the same. If I'm the same today as I was a year ago or I was five years ago, that's not the Lord's fault. And it's not His fault for not revealing to me or not moving me or promoting me in life. But it has to do with how I've responded to what He's given me, how I've responded to the circumstances and challenges that I face in life because if I will respond uh, with the word of God and do right with what God has given me then I absolutely will move forward growth is a natural thing growth is a normal process promotion and advancement in God in spiritual things is a normal process for the believer who's, who's handling and dealing with life correctly so again if I'm in the same place it just means I've made some poor choices along the way all right. That means that mean poor choices. Like I've rejected the Lord, but I may have rejected His leading. I may have rejected the right response to things. Okay, and so I must begin to make the right choices, make spiritual decisions, so I can advance and move forward. I, I want to talk to you today about uh, about some indications of maturity. Um, I call these the marks of the mature. Also, you can see in the contrast here, they would also reveal to us what immaturity looks like. And, and if we recognize any of this in ourselves, it's not for the intention or the purpose of condemnation to make us feel bad about ourselves on the way out. I remember uh, 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 sometime back, several months back, I was teaching a message about a particular subject and someone on the way out told me, I'm still in the nursery. <laughs> and and uh, well, I mean, they didn't seem to be condemned about it, which I was thankful for because it wasn't like they're beating themselves up and they felt like God was putting them down. But they recognized uh, uh, that in an area of their life, they were in that, that it was a, it was an area of giving. This person was talking to me about they, they recognized in an area of their life, they were really just very immature. They really had not developed in spiritual things in that area. And so that was a, a plus for them. It was a plus, meaning I see where I'm at. I also see where I'm not. 
And if I'll use that knowledge constructively, then I'll begin to move forward. Uh, I'll be at a better place a month from now and a year from now and five years from now. I'll have a greater connection with God. I'll be more fruitful in His kingdom. He'll flow through me and use me at a, to a greater degree. How many think that's a positive thing? All right. And, and, and so I want to share with you some of these indications of maturity. Uh, and, 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 well, I'll just jump right in. All right, I've got a lot to say and probably won't get all of it to all of it today, but hopefully we'll get down the road a little ways. Number one, number one mark of the mature is that the mature are stable. They are stable. Amen. They don't live in a stable, but, <laughs> but they are stable. What, I mean, what do I mean by that? They have, a, they have something about them that is um, consistent. They have a, 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 a consistency in their life. They're not up one day, down the next day. They're not there and then they're not there. They're in and then they're not in. They're doing great and then they're doing terrible. And You know what I'm talking about? Where there's a real inconsistency. You can count on them and then you never know what's going on. There is a consistency, a stability to their life. One of the words that's used, and let's look over at James chapter uh, 1 while, while I'm talking. One of the words used here in Ephesians, and, and that is repeated in James, speaking about uh, individuals who are still children, and this is spiritually speaking, still children, is that they are tossed. The scripture says they are tossed to and fro. I don't know if you use that word too often in your life, fro. <laughs> Dude, where are you? Fro. Uh, they're tossed to and fro. Well, that phrase, that phrase means, it means this, it means a surge. It, it, it has to do with uh, fluctuation. A child, and a spiritual child, has a lot of fluctuation in their life. They're not consistent, they're not the same, they fluctuate from day to day, or they are tossed. And how many know tossed? gives us the, uh, I don't mean they're just moving in and out, it's like they're being thrown about, okay? The, the idea is a, a ship on the waves that is being moved around by the environment, okay? Uh, a ship can be thrown all different ways, but a, a, a ship with a good anchor that's down there in the ground, how many know it will stay steady in the midst of what's going on all around, Okay, and that shows a maturity, a mature person has an anchor. They have a stability in their life. They have something that grounds them continually no matter what they face. And so, again, the immature are, uh, the immature are tossed, the mature are stable. James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verse 6. Speaking about asking for wisdom here, but the principles of God relate to any subject. He said, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Doubting means, uh, by the way, doubting means to waver. A doubting uh, condition is also an immature condition. It's a wavering person. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now that's quite a statement here to... To recognize that if I am a doubting or wavering person, it is directly tied to me receiving nothing from God. 
Now, not, none of us like to hear that, do we? If, if, we? if we failed to receive anything from the Lord or something didn't happen, we don't want to really read a scripture like this because it kind of nails us to the wall, doesn't it? Huh? It just says one day we're making the right choice, next day we're making the wrong choice. One day we're believing, the next day we're unbelieving. Huh? Doesn't mean we, have, we possess no faith, but it, tells, it shows us a picture of going back and forth. A, a picture of inconsistency. I pray, I believe, I thank you, Lord, that it's done. But then the next thing out of my mouth is, what am I going to do? Next thing out of my mouth is, yeah, but I have this condition. Yeah, I still have this problem. And see, that's an inconsistency that must be solved in our lives if we're ever going to grow up and mature, is we say, we say what we pray. We pray what we say. There's a consistency. I'm one way with you. I'm the same way with God. I'm the same way with, at, at, at my house. I'm the same way at church. I'm the same way on the job. Not just putting on and then going back to who we really are. There must be a development in our lives to where we're not going in and out and being tossed to and fro. But there is a consistency, a stability in our lives. These things show up. Sometimes in a, in a person's life when, uh, you know, the individual who can never hold down a job. Well, that's not a sign of maturity. Constantly moving from job to job to job to job to job, just, you know, over a long period of time. Not talking about just a quick snapshot of anyone's life. But they constantly move and can't stay with the same thing for very long. Well, that, that person needs to, needs to get grounded, needs to grow. Amen. It, it happens in relationships. Um, it, it happens when a person, obviously, uh, if, if a person is going from marriage to marriage to marriage to marriage, and th- there's a problem there, right? And it's not always the other person. Hallelujah. Uh, but, but, even, but even on a friendship level, if, if, if there's a constant turnover of friendships in your life where you used to be friends with them, but not anymore. <laughs> used to be friends, and you know, every, every, every year you got a whole new set of friends. Well, might be some maturity issues there. What's going on? How come, how, how come there's not a consistency? It happens, it happens in, in church relationships. What do I mean by that? The person who can't stay in one church for very long. Just constantly in one church this year, this year, and next year I'm in a new church, and the next year I'm in a new church, and the next year I'm in a new church, and the next year I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Been saved for a number of years, but they, they've been to every church in the valley. Now don't yelp out if I called your name or anything. Just sit there like you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there needs to come, because I'm not condemning you, but here, here's the deal. There needs to come some maturity in your life to where God can lead you and, and get you in a place where you be settled. And grounded and established and let that be long term. All right? Yeah, but there's problems everywhere I go. Yeah, and there will continually to be, continue to be. You know, as, as it said, if, if you find the perfect church, quick, leave, because you're going to wreck it. Because you know you're not perfect, right? There, there just isn't a church like that. And, and so what, what I'm saying is there's, a, there's an inconsistency in life. I, I, have, a, I have a friend. Uh, when he was growing up, his family was uh, in church. And they were believers. And he was, he was real young. Uh, you know, under 10. I don't know the exact ages there. But uh, they were in church. They would go to, go to church together and worship the Lord. And ha- had, a, had a good family going there. And, and uh, they were all believers. And he said for some reason that no one can really put their finger on. He said, my parents stopped going to church. It wasn't, it didn't seem to be one of these, you know, conscious decisions. They weren't deciding, you know, we're not going to live for God anymore. We're not going to be Christians anymore. We're, we're turning our backs on the Lord. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, 
you know, they just kind of got out of the habit. You know, you miss a little bit, and then you miss a little bit more often, then you miss a little bit more often. And before you knew it, what was going on is they, they just weren't going to church. Now, what can happen there is sometimes the parents are okay for a good while because they have the foundation, and their relationship with God is maybe not what it could be, but it's still present. But what happened in, in, in their family is they, they have kids that are growing up without an active experience of worshiping God, of hearing the Word, of learning these things, because it gets minimized in the home then as well. And so, so what, ha- what, what happened to my friend? Well, as he got, went up into his teenage years, of course, he started doing all the things that people do in the world. And it got, you know, heavy alcohol abuse and drug use and, you know, and, and sexual things and all kinds of stuff. Just, just really went off the deep end. Wasn't living like a Christian at all. But yet as a child, he did have that foundation. But what happened? It was just the inconsistency of his parents in this situation that sprung all this stuff up happening. And, you know, and when he was like, uh, you know, 20, 21 years old, he came back to the Lord. It's the reason I know this story. <laughs> It's the reason I have this information. He came back to the Lord and is uh, mightily used of God today in ministry. But he has a brother that's not, not still not serving the Lord. And, uh, and sometimes people don't realize that inconsistency can actually cost us a great deal. In, uh, so, there's something very valuable about just continuing to do the right thing. In the face of opposition, in the face of hardship, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. And over time, that plays out, and fruit comes that is from God. And there is a stability factor that, that, that needs to be there in our lives. Praise God. Consistency. Where are you at? Where are you at in, in, in your life? Are, are you continually doing the right thing uh, over and over and over again? Or is there a lot of fluctuation? Let's anchor down. What do you say? I'm going to get into this a little bit later on how specifically we can um, do things that will cause growth in our lives. But again, I want to s- spend some time on uh, on identifying what this, these things look like. And so the mature are stable. You know, Proverbs 24 and verse 21, it says, My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate with those given to change. Do not associate with those given to change. Now, all of us are changing to some degree, but if a person is, quote, given to change, constant flux, constant uncertainty, constant change, he said, you might want to go, you might not want to associate with that kind of person. Hallelujah. It's gotten quiet in the house today. Everybody okay? All right, let's talk about another one here, number two. Number two, uh, the mature are in control of their emotions. The mature are in control of their emotions. They're not emotion-led, all right? I'm not talking about an absence of emotion. I'm not talking about Spock, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about a, a, a person not being expressive. I think there is a humility when a person will express. Sometimes if a person will never express any emotion, good or bad or anything like that, it's like, what what are you what are you hiding that you know it's almost a, an air of arrogance and pride there that keeps them from laughing when it's funny from smiling when they're happy it's just nothing so i'm not i'm not implying an absence of emotion or expression by any means but i am talking about a control of emotion we know this that that, that god has emotions 
You know, we could read numerous scriptures about God. Everything from God being, of course, He's full of joy, but God laughing. We can talk, we can see scriptures about God being vexed and being angry, and uh, and so we see that that God has emotions, and if we're like Him, we will be too. But you ever find out? Uh, you ever find people having to um, try to catch you in a good mood? If anyone, if that's ever the case in your life where people are trying to catch you at the right time, that's not a good sign. <laughs> you know, stay away from so-and-so today. <laughs> you know, why? Because it's, you know, whatever, we say walking on eggshells around them. It's like, that's not a good sign. What, what does that say? You're in a bad mood and you're in a, how many know we should not be moody Moody is immature, but consistency is, is a mature thing, and being in control of our emotions. We all have days, and I don't fully understand all of it and why it happens, but for, it seems like for no, no logical reason, we just don't feel at the top of our game. It's just like, why do I feel this way? There's, like, there's not even a good reason. I just don't feel like, bam, you know? And then other days, it seems like for no good reason... Yay! You know, it just feels good, even though it snowed, and snow is stupid. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you just feel better. I, I think there's some fluctuations that happen in the, in, in the emotional realm, in the soul, that, that uh, well, here's the thing, we're not to be led by them. If I don't feel at the top of my game, that doesn't mean everyone else should know about it. Everybody with me today? If, if individuals around you, let me say it this way, if you're having a bad day and everyone around you knows it, you are of all people most carnal. That is a severe immaturity factor going on. I know that didn't, wasn't, wasn't received real well. Uh, I'm saying, what am, what am I saying? I'm saying we can probably all relate to it and we can relate to the feelings. The feelings of euphoria and the feelings of blah. But we get to a place where our feelings are not always expressed. Not everything must be vented. Everybody with me? It's the Proverbs says, Proverbs says it's the fool that vents his feelings. But nowadays we think, well, we have to let everything out. I have to say what I think and tell someone how I feel before I can feel better. No. There are some feelings we can just resist. There are some thoughts we have that we can say, you know what, I think this, I feel this, I'm kind of ticked off a little bit, but I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the Lord uh, my salvation today no matter what's happening. I'm going to change my focus from my present emotional feeling or the circumstances that may be driving this feeling. I'm going to get my eyes off those things and back onto the Lord. See, that's a mature response to life. It's a mature response to circumstance and to people around us where we say, hey, I'm going to put my eyes on him no matter what's going on around me. And then we stay up. We stay joyful. We stay pleasant. Um, if you've heard that statement before, um, you can probably finish it for me. If mama ain't happy... Ain't nobody happy, right? I know it's good English. Uh, 
Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Well, mom, mom was a baby. Why do I say that? I that got a little grown, didn't it? Here, here's what I'm saying. If mama ain't happy and she makes everyone else's life miserable because she ain't happy, she needs to suck it up. If mama ain't happy, she needs to do what we all are supposed to do. And this is no treading on mamas here today. We love, because the same thing would be true. It's just a saying. Same thing would be true with dad. Same thing would be true with the kids. You know what I'm talking about? Is that we, is that all of us, if we ain't happy, we need to be glad in the Lord. We need to stir ourselves up. We need to put our focus on things that are right. We need to treat people in a right and godly and loving way, even if we don't feel like it. Even if we want to snap and bite and bark and everything else. No, we need to say kind things. What is that? That It's a mature person that will do that. Amen. Just because someone is extra kind to you, is extra... uh, appreciative or extra praising and acknowledging of something good in your life, that doesn't mean they feel like saying that. (laughs) It might be just the opposite. It might be that they're in the middle of some real struggle and uh, internal battle themselves, but but they're overriding it. Why? Because why would they want to ruin your day just because they're feeling like junk today? That's a mature response. Hallelujah. And so... Number two, they are in control of their emotions. Number three, number three, a mature person, uh, they are able to delay gratification. The mature are able to delay gratification. Children don't understand time. I mean, the younger they are, the more they think everything they want must happen now. How many know to a, to a two-year-old, two years is a long time. I mean, it's their whole life. To a 40-year-old or a 60-year-old, two years is like, well, that's just two years. <laughs> you know, it, it has, you have a different perspective of time when you've been around a long time. Maybe it's why the scripture says about God, with him a day as, is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. It's just a completely different perspective. Of course, he can look in all directions of time and, and that helps. But, uh, but a mature person, a mature person, uh, they don't see everything as has to happen right here, right now. You know, a, a, a teenager getting, getting, getting uh, their driver's license sees you know, some pretty nice cars driving down the road, and they don't have any money, <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit of money, but they figure out a way, and I say teenagers because I'm being nice to everyone else, <laughs> they figure out a way where they can have that car today, right? Got to put this little bit of money down or find some no-down situation. Well, then you have to get it, well, then I'll get a job, and then, you know, then their then their lives are just so full with school and work and everything. They've, they've put themselves in bondage. Why? Because I've got to have that now. 
I mean, my life would be so much better if I was driving that. Instead of, a more mature response would be to delay and say, yeah, I'd like to have that car, but I just don't have the money right now. I'm going to give, I'm going to believe God, and He's going to bless me, but I'm not going to put myself into bondage just to get it. You know, so many things are true about delaying. What I want this, I feel like this, this is what I want, and God wants me to be blessed, and, and you know, we can justify things, but an immature person is going to try to make everything happen right here, right now. You know, uh, the, the, the immature person, you know, won't delay sexual relations till after the wedding day. Well, we love each other and we want it now. I know, but that's not right. Yeah, but, but what? You can't? You can't just not? Can't put it off? There's great value and there are many things in God that He wants for us, but He just wants us to be able to wait. Remember those who, who, who renew their strength in the Scripture are those who wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Time with Him. But we don't want to take time, do we? Ske- I got schedule. I've got a plan. I've got things to do and places to go and people to see and bring it on now or never. Never. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, there are some things in life that we have to have that approach to. I'm not talking about God's promises and healing and victory and these things that God has already provided. Now is the word for those things. Now is the uh, the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. There are many nows that we uh, should be con- conscious of and aware of. And thank God for the nows. But again, the, the immature person is always going to be... Uh, trying to make everything they ever want and ever desire happen now, even if it puts them in, in, in bondage, even if it, it, it limits their life going forward. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, Hebrews the 11th chapter and the 25th verse talks about, about Moses. You remember the story of Moses and how he grew up in, in, uh, in Pharaoh's court. It says in verse 25 about him that he, it says, choosing rather... To suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. This was a choice he made. He said, I can have it all. I can feel good right now. I can enjoy the wealth of, of, of my life, of being uh, in Pharaoh's family. Or I can go be with the people of God who are suffering right now. Wow, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a mature decision right there, isn't it? To give up something easy, to give up something pleasurable, knowing that, that the pleasure in that environment, the pleasure of those things is temporary. It's passing. It's, it's, uh, it's not something that's going to last. And these are the kind of choices that we must make in life. If we're going to act like and be mature people, sometimes we're going to delay things that might feel really good right now, they might make us really happy. Happy is, happy is a word that comes from happenings. You know, it's circumstantial. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, they say. But they make you go home, right? You can't live there. Happy is temporary. Joy is something that's been imparted to our spirits that we can live with continually. And sometimes we do give up a temporary fleeting feeling of happy. I feel good about this. Uh, and we do the right thing. 
even if initially, even if at the beginning, it's not a lot of fun. It's sometimes, you know, you got to just stick it out. There's something that takes place in a person's life when they'll make those kind of decisions. That is that of growth and maturity and development. Praise God. And so Moses made some good decisions. Ready for number four? All right. Number four. Number four, mark of the mature, is that they take no offense. The mature take no offense. Uh, Let me say it this way. Mature people are not offended people. Immature people are frequently offended. Or if you break that word apart, I don't know if this is justice, but I'm just thinking it right now, so I'll say it. (laughs) Off-ended. You know, tossed to and fro. They get knocked off their end. They, they, they are offended. They, they, they are constantly upset with someone or something that someone did. Whereas a mature person, they get to a place where they learn to brush things off. They let, you know, like they say, like water off a duck's back, they let it just roll off of them. Hey, but what about this? What happened here? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to be concerned about it. Really? You're going to let them say that to you? You're going to let them do that to you? Ah, they can do whatever they want. I mean, there really is a place of maturity in life where you blow things off that if you hold on to them would really get you down, would really eat at you, would really cause a root of bitterness to rise up in you, but you choose. You see the big picture and you say, ah, no big deal. Not that big a deal. I'm not going to be concerned about that. Psalm 119, verse 165. 119, 165. It reads this way. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And nothing shall offend them. Or you can see uh, New King James, and nothing causes them to stumble. What's the condition there? It says, they love your law. In other words, we might just update that and say they love the Word. They love the the things that God has said. They love the commands of the the Lord Jesus. They, They love what the Lord has said. And that love for God's Word, that love for whatever the Lord says to them, produces in them a stability, a groundedness that nothing can cause them to be offended or to stumble in life. Could we say this the other way? So if, if a person is often offended, I guess we'd have to say, I guess you just don't really love God's Word, do you? I guess you don't really care about what God says. Now that sounds kind of sharp. And sometimes it's needed to say things that way to jolt us, to get our attention. Why are you so offended? Oh, you don't love the Word. I understand. But, <laughs> but you might consider exalting the Word of God, whatever God says. I'm talking by His Spirit, in the written Word, whatever God's, you might consider exalting that above the other things in life. The Bible says that He has exalted His Word even above above His name. Above His name. That means when God says something, it's done. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus said, but my words will never pass away. 
the words of God. And so we elevate God's words above our circumstance, above our feelings, above our thoughts, above what other people say and what we do. And what does that do? It produces in us a maturity, a depth of life, a depth of character. It allows us to, to deal with circumstances of life in a mature way. Uh, you know, one time I was thinking about this, and, uh, you know, I would hear people say, well, I, I'm more of a sensitive person. A sensitive person. Oh. And I thought, you know, the response to that can oftentimes be, well, that's a good thing, you know, I guess, to be sensitive, you know, because we say, you know, we use it in the sense of being sensitive to the voice of God, that we're quick and able to receive that. But I thought, I'm going to look that up. You know, sometimes just a, a word that you even understand, but I looked up the word sensitive in the dictionary, and it said, easily damaged, injured. Or distressed by slight changes. Easily offended or upset. And I thought, oh, I don't want to be a sensitive person. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Now, I want to be pliable in the hands of God and able to receive His Word in my heart very quick and, and easily. But I don't want to be this way in life where I'm easily damaged easily moved, uh, you know, uh, easily distressed or injured or, you know, even by slight changes. I want to be strong. I want to be mature. I want to be able to handle life because I know by experience and just from living in this world that not everyone is going to say things that are pleasing. Not everyone's going to like me. Not everyone's going to do what they ought to do. Uh, I don't always do what I ought to do. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and not everyone is going to do, do me right. What, what do I need? To, I, I need to be not offended. Not damaged by it. I need to love God's word more than anything else. And Lord, what you say, that dominates me. Amen. A friend of mine said, uh, one time, he's a, he's a minister. He, he, he said the Lord dealt with him um, about spending time with him more. He said, if you'll spend more time with me, you'll stop caring about what everyone else thinks. And I thought, "Mm, that's a good word for all of us. That's a good word for me. Spend more time with him and I won't be so preoccupied with the thoughts and opinions and attacks and everything that other people bring. But that is a mature response. Again, the immature, they're going to be quickly toppled, quickly stumbled, quickly offended, quickly moved by the the things that other people say and and other people do. Love cannot be easily offended because it's really not focused on self. It's, It's all about how you know, how I feel about what you do. It's not focused on me. It's focused on the benefit of somebody else. Maybe some of you, when you were, you were children, physical children, you know, you had a, some tough times at home and you decided to run away. Anybody ever run away? <laughs> and you ran down the road and after a little while you realized you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> and your parents knew that and they kind of watched out the window. <laughs> They let you run away, and you recognize, you know, you just needed to go back. Well, how many know that's a childish response? I'm just going to run away. Well, this is hard. I don't like this. Well, maybe it is hard. Maybe you don't like it, but stay. Why? Because that's a mature response, and you'll never get promoted, and you'll never grow, and you'll never have God be able to take you and use you at a greater degree until you learn how to deal with junk. 
and the proper response to it, the proper response to people, it'll have amazing spiritual ramifications in your life that will cause you to go to where you'll never go without those. Amen, amen, amen.